From COK Studios in Arunrath's RV, this is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. On today's show, we'll consider the future of the Democratic Party as new DNC Chair Tom Perez and Senator Bernie Sanders tour around the country. We'll also consider medieval medical practices that are making a comeback in our Consider Your Health series. And we'll consider that nothing tastes as good as thin feels, except for donuts. And fries. Stay with us. Support for Consider Our Knowledge comes from the Old Town Playhouse, now showing Lin-Manuel Miranda's George Hamilton, the smash hit rap musical about America's favorite super tan actor. Visit otp.org for tickets. And the Fresh Prince Foundation, helping people whose lives got flipped turned upside down move in with their auntie and uncle in Bel Air since 1996. The Fresh Prince Foundation. Tell them DJ Jazzy Jeff sent you. This is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. Last week, New Democratic National Committee Chairman Tom Perez and Senator Bernie Sanders went out on what is being called the Come Together and Fight Back Tour. The two men barnstormed around the country in an attempt to chip away at the trust and credibility gap that currently exists between the DNC and progressive Sanders supporters. It was also a chance for the two men to listen and learn from people all over the U.S. about what issues are most important and to figure out a plan for the Democrats going forward. They need to convince people that the party is on their side. Sanders would offer a lot of credibility if he threw his full support behind the DNC, but that didn't happen over the course of the week. Over and over again, Sanders made headlines for critiquing the Democratic Party. Joining us now from a studio in Washington, D.C., are DNC Chair Tom Perez and Senator Bernie Sanders to discuss how the Democratic Party can change to appeal to more people. We are so happy to have both of you with us. Thank you, Dinah. It's my pleasure. First, I'd like to ask, why did you two do this tour in the first place? I think that it's very important to talk to people and see what their hopes and fears are. We need to get into the room with them and figure out how to be a united group. I was happy to go with Bernie and try to bridge that gap. Let me just begin by saying this. The Democratic Party is the best party out there. If you want to completely squander momentum, ignore progressives and play it safe. The key is to move the party to the left and embrace the progressive movement that we started with my campaign. Move to the left. It's what I do every morning when I put on my underpants. What are the sticking points between the DNC and the Sanders supporters? Honestly, I'm surprised at how in sync we are on most issues. That was encouraging to me. Well, Senator Sanders and Hillary Clinton were both very close on most issues as well. So why are there these problems? The country is on board with progressive policies like a $15 minimum wage and a Medicare for all health care plan. And so are most Democrats. But it's more about image. The perception is all wrong. I am forced to agree with Bernie. There's something that we need to do to appeal to voters, and I'm just not entirely sure what it is yet. I tell you, move to the left. Embrace the grassroots campaign. The DNC is too corporate. How so? The DNC is like Starbucks. It's too flashy, too fancy, too big money. Sure, you can bring your laptop and work and have a cup of joe, but it's just got that big corporate vibe that progressive liberals hate. Me, I'm like a local artisanal small batch coffee roastery. I don't have Josh Groban CDs for sale. 
I've got a flyer for an arcade fire cover band, and every table and surface is made from reclaimed wood. So the DNC needs to become more hipster-friendly. Hipster-friendly, yes. But we can't just cater to millennial hipsters, can we? The Democrats need to be weirder, quirkier, more out there. I'm the quirkiest candidate in years. Progressives want quirky, edgy stuff. Have your fundraisers in some old movie theater in a bad part of town with weird performance artists and Wes Anderson crap. No more exclusive parties for super-rich donors at George Clooney's house. This is good stuff. Keep going. No more perfectly quaffed candidates with camera-ready hair. You need weird, offbeat people to run for office, like some old liberal Asian lady with an eye patch or a vegan beat poet with one of those nose rings that makes you look like a bull. Find the neighborhoods that are gentrifying and appeal to those kids with a pop-up game night at a craft brewery, courtesy of the DNC. I like it. Is there a danger that the Sanders supporters will see the Democrats as posers who are trying to co-opt the movement? Let me just say this. Anything you do needs to be genuine. I almost got ear gauges during the campaign last year, but it would have been inauthentic. Just embrace progressive policy in a locally sourced, organic way. Thanks, Bernie. Gentlemen, thank you for your time today. That was DNC Chair Tom Perez and Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders. You're listening to Consider Our Knowledge. Now we turn to our Consider Your Health series. Alex Truman is back with us to talk about how some medical practices from medieval times are making a comeback. Good to see you, Alex. Hi, Cotter. So, medieval medicine, huh? I was skeptical about it when I heard that a team of medical scholars and microbiologists were compiling a database of medieval medical recipes at the University of Pennsylvania. As you know, the doctors of that time did not have any of the knowledge or tools that we enjoy today. And so, I had no faith that any good medicine came out of that time period. I mean, it was the Dark Ages. True. So, what did you find out? Well, I spoke with Will Paulson, who is one of the members of what's called the Ancient Biotics Team at PED. He says there's actually a lot of things we could learn from medieval times. So this database that we're currently compiling is based on a text called The Lily of Medicines. The text is from the 15th century, and it's got thousands of ingredient names, 360 specific recipes for balms and salves that can cure specific things. One recipe tells how to treat a continuous wound that has become infected. Can any of these recipes be trusted, or are they just medieval nonsense? Well, we've tested them out, and some are very useful. There's even one that might be able to treat the antibiotic-resistant infection known as MRSA. Sounds intriguing. Uh, What else have you found? There's quite a few good ointments in the texts we're looking through that are good for treating boils and cuts. We've also found a great remedy for nausea. Really? I have nausea all the time, so I would love to know what that remedy is. Okay, first, boil a pomegranate in vinegar. Cut it in half, then place that upon your stomach. Then you'll want to get a bowl, probably a pretty big one if you're feeling really nauseous. Uh, what goes in the bowl? Your blood. Once you've got the pomegranate on your stomach, open up a vein and let out some blood. A pint is a, probably enough. Uh, 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 bloodletting? No, no, thank you. I think letting out a pint of blood would just make me more nauseous. No, trust me, it works. I doubt it. Well, that doesn't work. You could try some leeches on your forehead or a nice poultice of beetroot, ragweed, and mouse urine. 
unfortunately, I'm allergic to all of those things. You've seriously tested all these methods? Oh, yes. On myself. They work wonders. I was able to kill the small gnome that was living in my chest with a bomb made of mead, garlic, a bit of leek, and a handful of river mud. You see, the gnome was creating an imbalance in my bodily humors. Nausea was the least of my problems. I see. Well, I'll be sure to try that next time I feel nauseous. You do look a little pale. Are you sure it can't just give you a few leeches? No, no, no. I, I'm good. That definitely won't help my nausea. I need some real medicine. So you see, Connor, there is a place for some medieval treatments, but they aren't for me. I'm still nauseous just thinking about the, the leeches and the dome. No, no, I'll stick to modern medicine. Thank you very much. Well, I think that's probably a safe bet. Thanks for coming by. You're welcome. That was Consider Your Health with Alex Truman. That's all for this week's episode of Consider Our Knowledge. If you want more from the best-looking news team in public radio, visit considerourknowledge.com. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Consider Our Know. If you'd like to download the podcast, you can do it at iTunes and at Stitcher.com. The COK team includes Marianne Wetzel, Natalie Thorpe, Emily Clausen, Jeremiah Knight, Hobart Willis, and Spencer Cannon. Our intern is Ryan Shattuck. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Connor Bentley. Well, if that doesn't work, you could try some leeches on your forehead or a nice poultice of reet boot. <laughs> reet boot. Reet boot. Reet boot. Good old reet boot. Oh, that's good.